What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You guys can hit me up over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, news and notes. Everything we got going on over on the baseball side gets shared out at EthosFantasyBB. And if you're not on Twitter, you guys can check it all out at SportsEthos.com. We're going to be talking about some different news that has come up over the last 24 hours, well, since we last recorded our show yesterday, and then we are going to get to a couple of potential streamers for Thursday. I've highlighted four. Uh, Some of them are lower roster percentage guys. Some of them are going to be more for your shallower leagues, guys who are likely rostered already in your 12s and your 15-team leagues, but we're going to go over a variety of names that might be available for you guys tomorrow in terms of streaming candidates on the mound, but we're going to start off with a bit of news here. Let's talk about Mark Vientos. He's been called up here by the Mets. Uh, This was just this afternoon. He was called up, I believe. I don't think there was an announcement yesterday. I think this one was uh, early this afternoon. So from what I understand, Vientos, he will mostly uh, DH. I don't think that he's going to be somebody that they get into the field very often. Uh, They sent down Luis Guillorme. But I think he's going to play enough, even if it is just mostly as a DH uh, you know, he'll start against lefties predominantly from what I have been made to understand uh, because they like using Daniel Vogelback. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to stick necessarily, but that's from what I am reading here from the Roto World uh, NBC Sports Sports Edge update. That seems to be what they're going to do. Um, but even, even in that case, uh, even if he's just playing against right-handed pitching uh, a lot of the time, or excuse me, uh, if he's just playing against left-handed pitching, I don't know if it's going to be, if he's going to have that much value necessarily, but I think you know, if he's able to translate what he has done at the minor league level, uh, he is going to play a lot more than just, you know, being a short side platoon there. I think, you know, Daniel Vogelbach is actually somebody that has a decent amount of value. He's not somebody that, you know, a lot of people think of. He kind of flies under the radar, but from an actual baseball perspective, <clears throat> uh, I think he has a decent little bit of value now. How much they're going to play him going forward, I'm not really sure. He hasn't been playing too much uh, over these last few days. So I think there's a decent chance we do see Vientos get more uh, of an opportunity. And if he is able to do what he has done at the minor league level, I mean, this year, 38 games at AAA, 13 homers, 37 RBIs. He's batting 333 with a 416 on base percentage and a 688 slugging percentage. 169 uh, WRC plus as well. He has been lighting it up. And that's what he did last year as well. If you look uh, over the course of the minor league season, 101 games, 24 homers at AAA. He played 16 games at the major league level last year. Uh, One homer, three RBIs, 167 batting average. Did not look very good. I think at this point, what I would say for Vientos is he is probably just a deeper league guy considering his eligibility on the major platforms from what I understand is just utility Uh, from fan tracks and from Yahoo, I believe it. And I'll check ESPN real quick. But I believe that he just has utility eligibility, which is going to limit him in a lot of cases, especially until we really know what the playing time is going to look like. I'm not sure I could recommend dropping an established player for him in a lot of cases. Yeah, he just has DH eligibility on ESPN as well. So wherever you're getting him, that is going to be a little bit of a trick, especially if you have just one utility spot. Let's say you drafted like Shohei Otani then you have really no choice at all. You can't pick him up. In most cases, even if you're not using Shohei Otani, you likely have your utility spot taken up. There might be some cases where maybe in a 12-team league it could make sense. Uh, I'm really not sure what the value is going to be like. He is batting eighth today. He'll make a season debut 
uh, this afternoon, later this afternoon. By the time you guys are hearing it, it'll probably be uh, ongoing. So we'll have to see what happens here. But from the eight spot, if that is what happens regularly, him batting close to the bottom of the order, not getting regular ABs, I'm not really sure how much value he's going to have. So I would stay away in your shallower leagues at this point. He's gone up to 10% rostered on Yahoo, up from 1% yesterday. I just don't know that there's going to be that much uh, value in your shallower formats. Um, but I, he could end up surprising us. The power has been there. If he does perform uh, like he has at the minor league level, then they'll maybe move him up the batting order, give him more reps. And who knows? Uh, at that point, maybe there is going to be some value there in your shallower formats. But uh, considering the eligibility, I'm not sure how much he's going to play the field if he is going to get eligibility in a lot of major formats. So it's kind of just a wait-and-see approach, I think, in deeper leagues. Um, I think you might, you know, take a plunge, but in your shallower formats, I'm not really sure he's going to be worth it. All right, let's talk Walker Bueller. This one is kind of interesting. Uh, he is aiming for an early September return. He told reporters, this one was yesterday. He told reporters that he is targeting September 1st to come to the Dodgers rotation. So it would be a little bit longer than 12 months after having Tommy John for the second time. At this point, uh, I don't think you can add him in leagues where you don't have IL spots. I think that is the key. If you're just going to be eating zeros the whole time, then there's there's no chance that he's going to be worth holding on to. When he comes back, we don't even know what we're going to see necessarily. You'd expect it would be pretty good. Walker Bueller has been fantastic in his career, obviously, last season before he went down. Didn't look so great, but he was dealing with an injury as well, so you can't really hold that against him. I would say if you have IL spots and they are not being taken up at this point because it's hard to find a fantasy team that I have that has not been just decimated with injuries to this point. If you have unlimited IL or something, then there's no reason not to add Walker Bueller at this point. If he is, if there's a potential for some September innings, especially for you head to head managers, there might be some good matchups. It is a bit of a risk. It's a little bit of a shot in the dark because we don't know for sure what he is going to look like. But at the same time, if you have unlimited IL spots, it doesn't really hurt to hold on. If you have a couple IL spots and there's room for now and you think, okay, I can add him up if I need to drop him later on because somebody else gets hurt, then it didn't do you any harm really to add him. I doubt he's going to be a high waiver priority kind of guy for the time being. I could be wrong, but I don't think people are going to be jumping at him. He is 20% rostered right now. I don't see that jumping up too, too much. Uh, went up. One, the news was announced last night and he went up 1%. So I don't, I don't see him being a, a guy that is going to be top of a lot of people's priority lists at this point. But uh, I think, you know, like I said, if you have the unlimited IL spots, Walker Bueller does make sense uh, at this point. Let's talk about Nick Lodolo. This one is is interesting with Nick Lodolo, and it's not good news if you guys haven't heard. Now, there was already the news that he was going to be out for about four weeks. He had calf tendinosis. Now, that was, you know, not good news in and of itself, but then he had an MRI today, or it was maybe he had it yesterday and they've re revealed the results today. He has a tibia stress reaction, which is sounds kind of scary. Now, this is, again, I, I say this about once a week recently with all the injuries, maybe even more often. I am not a doctor, but from what I am reading, what I've read today, uh, this is a lot worse than calf tendinitis. Or is it tendinitis or tendinosis? I saw it referred to both ways. Either way, uh, it's not that anymore. Uh, so I, I I don't really know what the what the line is going to look like here for Nick Lodolo going forward. Uh, he is probably, from what I'm reading, not going to be back until probably after the All-Star break. In your leagues without IL spots, if you're in an NFBC league, I think Nick Lodolo is likely going to have to be a cut. He had not been producing this season very well at all. He's getting strikeouts, which we know he was going to he was going to get. Uh, but 629 ERA, 175 on the whip. 
you know, lots of bad outings so far this season. He started the year really well. The first three outings of the season were really good, but since then it has been four bad ones. I think at this point, if you have, like, again, if you have unlimited IL spots, it doesn't really hurt. Maybe he comes back, he figures it out later on in the second half and becomes a great asset for you. But without a lot of IL spots, I don't think that Nick Lodolo is somebody that we can be holding in most cases. I have him in one league that is a 15-team NFBC league. I forget which one it is exactly. But he's going to be getting cut uh, come next Sunday because I just there, there, there's no need for me in this point of the season where I am I'm desperate need of pitching in that league because Nick Lodolo was one of the guys that I took as one of my aces in that league. Uh, it was one of my... I think he was my second pitcher I took, maybe my third pitcher, but it was a league where I went very heavy with batters early on, which was something I did a lot this year. I was kind of counting on him, and if I can't count on him, I need to be you know, replicating those pitching stats or trying to from another source. So he's going to have to be cut uh, in those leagues where you don't have IL spots. Good, some good news uh, here. Jacob deGrom is going to be throwing a bullpen, or maybe he already threw it. No, sorry, he threw it actually yesterday. Um, good, good sign for sure. You know, Whenever there was... Whenever DeGrom gets hurt, you're always worried about, is there going to be something kind of long-term? Is it going to be, I heard people speculating once he went down that this was going to be something that kept him out for months and months and months, and maybe we don't see him again. And you never really know. It's it's fair to worry with, with Jacob DeGrom because there's just been so much worry uh, over the course of time. But I don't know that... Um, you know, we're really going to have that same level of concern at this point, considering he's already back throwing a bullpen. It was a light bullpen session, but he apparently threw it without any issues. So I think that he'll probably be back at some point, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, from what I have read, from what I am made to understand, we're probably going to be seeing Jacob DeGrom back late May or early June. And I think at that point, uh, you'll you'll absolutely take that as a as a victory. I don't think people were for the most part expecting him to to come back on the shorter end of the timeline, but I think that if we only end up missing a couple of weeks, we have to you know see what the rest of the season holds. But at that point, uh, I think we'll take it as a slight victory because we all kind of knew coming into the season, right? Whether it's him, whether it's Kershaw, whether it's you know Byron Buxton or you know a, a number of different players that have injury histories. You kind of bake that into your assessment of them when you're drafting them. So if this does end up being the only bit of time Jacob DeGrom misses for the season, knock on wood, of course, but if it is the only bit of time he misses for the season, then I think we'll be able to live with that and be and be pretty okay with that uh, moving forward. Sean Manaya, let's talk about Sean Manaya. This one is ugly. I was pretty in on Sean Manaya before the season. He has been moved to a bullpen role. He will not be in the starting rotation. If you're still holding on at this point, I know it had been pretty rough, but maybe in your deeper leagues you were still holding on. There's just there's just no point. And, you know, I got to say, uh, the Giants, what they did with Sean Manaya and what they've done with Ross Stripling this year as well, really kind of annoyed me. Uh, you know, neither, neither have done well, but also neither, I don't think, have really been put in a situation to succeed. We're talking about two guys specifically Manaya, but also Ross Stripling, who are starting pitchers, and they've used them as openers. They've used them with openers. They've just had them go a couple innings here and there. You know, Stripling has made eight appearances this year, four of them out of the pen. Last year, he started 24 games, and he was fantastic for the Blue Jays. Now, his control is not what it was last season. That's the big change. You know, strikeouts are close to the same number, but that walk rate has nearly doubled. He hasn't been as good, but I don't think that they've also been given – the opportunity to succeed like we were maybe hoping that they would go into, and, you know, I touted them up consistently in the off season guys that I drafted in a, in a few leagues, they've been dropped at this point, even in my 15 teamers, 
But I tell them up because they're going to a, a place in San Francisco that typically rehabilitates pitchers. And you know, with Stripling, I didn't even think he really needed rehabilitation. I thought maybe they would tinker with something. Maybe Stripling would be a dark horse. You know, not I'm not going to say like a Cy Young kind of guy, but I thought he'd be somebody who could have like a sub three ERA. It was three zero one last season with Toronto's pitching staff, which is you know pitching coaching staff, I guess I should say, which is generally pretty good but San Francisco's is top tier and I thought that they were going to do a lot better with Stripling and Mania. so at this point I'd have to say they are both drops for me in all formats if you were still holding on uh, Stripling is at 21% still in Yahoo leagues Mania is at 14 but at this point specifically Mania in the bullpen uh, there's really not so much good and Stripling was pitching today and, you know, he threw three and a third. It's, 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 the line is not good. A couple of strikeouts, the ERA for the day, 8-10. He's got the 150 whip for the it just It's just compounding on a terrible season. He came into the day with a 7-14 ERA on the season, and then it's just been made uh, a lot worse today. So if you're still holding on to those guys, uh, I, would be, I would be dropping them at this point. There's really, there's really not much hope, which sucks. But there's only so much you can do at this point of the season. I think we're starting to see – real trends and I don't think that either one of them is going to necessarily carry any kind of fantasy juice this season so move on to the next best thing you can find on the waiver wire but let's move on now and let's talk about some Thursday streamers and I guess the last bit of news I talk about will also be joined with one of the streaming options so it's Taj Bradley Taj Bradley there was talk that he was going to start maybe Wednesday but he is actually going to start Thursday against the Mets so this is interesting with Taj Bradley. He's looked pretty damn good at the big league level so far this season. At the minor league level, when they sent him down, he looked awful. Now, apparently, he was working on different pitches, and they were trying to have him work on his weaker pitches down there, and they were not succeeding in that regard a lot of the time, which is why if you look at his minor league numbers, they're really inflated. They look awful. But I think at the big league level, what we've seen and what we'll probably continue to see is him going out there using his best stuff, not necessarily trying to be you know a work in progress at the big league level. So... I think we'll likely, you never really know, but I think we'll see him likely get back to the form that we saw before he was sent down earlier, which was so stupid that he was sent down at all. But I think, you know, he is somebody that you pick up at this point, 38% rostered. I think it's a pretty decent stream against the Mets. The Mets have been very disappointing. The Mets are 20 and 23 as an offense. They're 22nd in runs. They're 20th in hits in the league. They're 14th in on-base percentage, which is one of their better, I think it is their best statistical ranking in a category. 20th in homers, they're 19th in OPS, they're 24th in slugging. Just really, really have not been a good team so far this season. And I think it's you know a good chance that we're going to see Taj Bradley come back up and do good things against them uh, tomorrow. So he's somebody that I'm looking at as a streamer. The next guy that I will pinpoint is Yuri Perez. I, I know he's added up in a lot of leagues, but 64% still on Yahoo only. Look, I, I know some people don't believe in the long-term outlook of, of rookies because they're not going to have a lot of innings pitched over the course of the season. You should have a streaming spot or a couple of streaming spots on your teams. And if you do, you've got a matchup for Yuri Perez, who looked very good in his debut, who gets Washington tomorrow. So he should be on your radar. 64% rostered in Yahoo. I'm going to take a look at ESPN. Knowing ESPN, it's probably lower, but he is somebody where he should not be available. Like He's somebody, even if it doesn't last long-term, 26% on ESPN. Even if it doesn't last long-term, Yuri Perez is somebody where you should rack up those innings while you can, while he is out there and producing, and make the most of his stats. Even if he gets sent down later, that's okay. Bank the stats that he's given you now and take advantage of it. So make sure he's not sitting on your waiver wire. The next one we're going to talk about, 
Tyler Wells. Tyler Wells is kind of interesting. He's been actually really, really good this season. His whip is .72. I believe that is the lead in Major League Baseball. Let me double-check that. But last time I checked, uh, he was leading the league in whip. And I just – I don't know. Who would have expected that? Maybe, okay, after a week or two or something, you see you see some crazy stuff. But, yeah, after, what are we, six weeks, eight, seven weeks into the season, Tyler Wells has the best whip in all of Major League Baseball. He is, to this point, a 268 ERA. In 47 innings, he struck out 39 batters. He's just coming off of a seven-inning shutout against the Pirates where he got the victory as well with 8K. So he gets the Angels tomorrow. It can be a little bit of a tricky offense, but we are getting that matchup in Baltimore, so you don't have to worry so much about the park settings because you know a lot of the damage outside of Shohei Otani predominantly in that lineup does come from the right side of the plate for the Angels. And I don't think that we have to worry so much about them hitting the ball out of that ballpark, considering the way that balls will die in left field, the way they move back the walls. The Angels can be a little bit scary at times. Uh, their offense is pretty good. But on the on the whole, I think Tyler Wells is a pretty decent streaming option as well for tomorrow. Pretty short slate, so there's not that many options, but I'll give you one more. Logan Allen. And Logan Allen was dropped in a few leagues after his last start against the Angels. It was not particularly great. It was the first time he didn't get through five innings. But for the most part, we've still seen good numbers, good strikeouts. Overall, outside of that start, pretty pretty decent ratios. And I think, you know, if you're looking for a stream, you can go for him against the White Sox team that started to look uh, maybe slightly bit better recently. But they're still really not a team that that scares you at, at all. They're not a team that scares me at all. I think recently we've seen Luis Robert kind of get right. And I mean, even their record hasn't really been good. I think it's more so just been Luis Robert offensively. They're typically ranking from like 15th to 17th in a lot of categories, runs, hits, average, things like that. 27th and on base percentage. Overall, I think Logan Allen is a pretty, pretty safe target that you guys should be able to stream tomorrow against the White Sox. I don't really have so much of a worry. Every now and then they can pop off, and Luis Robert is kind of the main the main one there that can, but I think he's still a pretty viable streaming option. So just to recap one more time, Taj Bradley at the Mets, Yuri Perez at Washington, Tyler Wells at home versus the Angels, and then Logan Allen on the road at the White Sox. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Really appreciate all of you hanging out. If you can hit the five-star button on the way out, it would really help us out a lot. It shouldn't help out the way it does, uh, but it is kind of just the only way that, that shows are able to grow, that podcasts and different things are able to grow by liking and people sharing the content. So if you would be so kind, a five-star review would really go a long way into helping us grow here. But until tomorrow, you guys can hit me up over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and at EthosFantasyBB for all of our newest podcasts, articles, different content updates, everything we got going on can you be found over there and of course at sportsethos.com as well but guys until tomorrow have a great night take care and cheers